Hello and welcome to Fit for the Road, a podcast dedicated to making healthier choices when you are away from home. And this week I spent a lot of time away from home. I left on Monday, came back Friday. So this week it's actually an interview style show. It's our first interview that we've done here on the podcast. And I couldn't think of a better guest than somebody that has helped me a tremendous amount during my weight loss journey. And that is a gentleman named Jeff Mitchell. Jeff is a personal trainer that I met at an event last summer uh, for my full-time job with cameras. He was there. We remained in touch. And then when I started with, you know, going down my weight loss journey, I had reached out to him and he gave me some tips on, you know, workouts and nutrition and things like that. So in today's episode, we kind of talk about, you know, him, how he, you know, in a previous life, how he had to stay healthy on the road. And there's just a ton of little tips along the way that I think it'll help hearing from someone else's voice and someone who is a trainer who deals with this stuff every single day. So I think you'll really, really enjoy this interview. But before we get into that, I want to share my weight loss update for 2019. Again, I just want to keep that accountability with you guys as far as where I'm at with my goals. So this week, this year on January 1st, my starting weight was 192. And as of this week, I've been hovering around that 169. So my ultimate goal is 165. But with the marathon, training. I'm not really as focused on the weight loss. Now, obviously I'm, you know, maintaining that weight, but I'm not looking to drive all the way to 165. Um, I'm thinking as I rack up all these miles, as I'm doing my marathon training, that'll just kind of happen naturally. So this month or this week on uh, Saturday, I actually ran nonstop seven miles nonstop. So I live about 6.5 miles from my parents. So I added a quarter of a mile one way, turned around and then ran all the way to their house. And it was a nice brisk cold morning here in Ohio, but I made it all the way and it felt great. Uh, this week, like I said, I was away from home a lot. I was on the road in a different city every single day this week. Uh, so you know, if you've traveled before, it's hard to stay on plan, but I'm happy to report that for the most part, I stayed on plan when it was my running. Uh, the only time I didn't stick to plan was on Thursday. I was supposed to do a three mile run, uh, but on Wednesday night, I did an event until 8.30 p.m., hopped on a flight, landed down in Texas at 2 a.m., and then was there until 7 a.m. and then flew back to Chicago. So, you know, my body was telling me, no, like you need to rest. Like it's been nonstop, you know, you need to kind of slow down. So I just switched my rest day with my running day, still got my three mile run in, uh, but it just kind of mixed it up a little bit for the week. And as far as the, you know, eating on the trip, I really stuck to my points. You know, I was lucky that the events that we were doing had veggie trays, you know, so I could snack and, you know, wherever we went out to eat, I kind of, I knew because of the Weight Watchers app, you know, what I could have from the restaurant and whatnot. So those would be my three takeaways from this week was the seven mile nonstop run. Woohoo. Longest run I've ever had. I stuck to my marathon planning all week, even though it was a hectic schedule. And that was because I'm putting myself first and I'm making adjustments in my day to day schedule to put myself first. And then finally stayed within my points, didn't go into, you know, didn't not get a blue dot this week. So super excited about those three goals. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the interview with trainer Jeff. So welcome, Jeff. How are you doing today? Great, man. Thanks for having me. Excellent. I'm excited that we're finally getting to do this. I know we've been talking about it for the last like three or four weeks. It's like, <laughs> right. you know, we want to do this interview. And I remember months ago that we tried doing some Google stuff. 
So I want to talk a little bit about what you, you know, what you do day to day. So what is your job? What is, you know, what keeps you, you know, going every day right now? What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So right now I run Future Physique Personal Fitness. I'm over here in PAL. And my day to day is basically um, I wake up in the morning, I come into the gym, um, I run my set of clients. If I have really early clients, I usually come straight to the gym and, um, you know, we, go through our day-to-day workouts. Um, mostly, so it's mostly, you mostly find yourself doing personal training and then are you doing meal plans and stuff like that as well? Yeah, like what kind of stuff? yeah, absolutely. So if I was going to bring you in as a new client, I would have a client come in, we would go through a fitness analysis and an assessment and we would actually try to break down that person as an individual instead of, you know, running these huge group sessions. So I guess I have, um, I have two different avenues of way I train. I, I either train one-on-one, like it would be just me and you, or I would train in a small group setting, which would be up to three people. Um, so what I will do, whether it's group or personal, it doesn't matter. I'll have somebody come in, we'll go through our fitness assessment so I can try to figure that person out as an individual. That way I can give them one-on-one advice even in the group setting, so that way they can learn more about what's going on with their body, which we call kinetic chain. And that way we can break it down for strengths, weaknesses, look for muscular imbalances. We'll go through a flexibility assessment. Um, Because if somebody comes in and they have tight muscles or um, muscles that are a little bit weaker, sometimes those are opposing muscle groups. And uh, if we don't address those things, especially out of the gate, it actually makes it a little bit longer of a process. So if we can address those things and help get more balance and symmetry in the muscles um, from the start, it makes it easier as that person transitions from, you know, more moderately, um, you know, easier workouts going into maybe a little bit more difficult. And that way I can progress that person without causing any injury. So um, if you were going to come in, we were going to sit down, we'd go through that assessment. Um, We would talk whether your goals are for weight loss or if you want to like, you know, um, gain any, any muscle mass or whatnot. And then we would decide, hey, is it better for you to start with group or personal or, you know, as far as budget costs, what works better for you? So that's the kind of way we would set it up. Um, so I'll go through these workouts with clients. Um, and I usually, you know, typical training setting, uh, as far as a personal trainer, you know, we have our morning set of clients. We have our afternoon set of clients. Usually the, the middle of the day is usually where I would get my workout in. Um, if I'm trying to, you know, I'm in a cutting process where I'm trying to cut weight. Um, I will still get my strength training in where my body is, you know, more in that anabolic state midday where I've already had a few feedings in me and I'm, and I've eaten. Um, the morning is where I would do my cardio. So I would, I would try to wake up before my first client, whether that's a, a four or five o'clock time slot AM, uh, or if I have my first client start at seven, I'll get into the gym, you know, 45 minutes earlier. So I guess let, this wasn't planned, but so am I, if I'm hearing that right, if you're trying to cut weight, it's better to do that early in the morning as far as like cardio work. It does help, you know, I mean, getting it in no matter what is important, but, um, the reason why we do that, and you heard me use the word anabolism. So in the morning, we, our bodies are waking up. We're coming out of a catabolism, catabolic, catabolic type of state. Um, so that catab- catabolic is the breaking down 
anabolic is the building up. Okay, so that's that's where that's coming from. So when our body goes into a fast over a four-hour period plus, um, obviously that's what's happening as we go to sleep and as we wake up, um, our body slips into that catabolic state at night. And as we wake up, we can play on that by getting our body to break down catabolic break down more stored body fat by getting that cardio done first thing in the morning. So what I would do is I'd have a, I'd have a cup of coffee or maybe two, um, go and hit my cardio, and then I would come back. Um, I would eat my meal, whether it's a protein shake and you know my oatmeal, um, if it's a fast meal on the go, or if I actually have you know eggs and, and whatnot. Um, and then I continue on with my morning sessions, then hit my workout midday is the way I usually set it up. Everybody's different. So very cool. So the reason, okay. And tying that back to that's, um, that's great info. I, I didn't know that. And that wasn't planned at all. So that's a very good mental note for me. But one of the things that really, you know, that really made me think about having you on the show was not necessarily what's going on now, but what your past looked like. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you had done in the past, because you've been a huge asset to me on giving me tips and tricks and things to do while I'm on the road to make healthier choices, better lifestyle, cut weight. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Where did you find yourself, you know, when you were heading, you know, spending time out on the road? Yeah, sure. Okay. So a little bit of background on that. Um, I had a personal training studio on the other side of town. Um, with another with another guy and um, I got to the point where um, I needed I needed to build up a little bit more income so I took on another job this job involved traveling so I ended up on the road and that job kind of took off so fast that I stuck with it for about a year and a half so I found myself in this position where I'm constantly on the go and we're not talking like day we're talking every week I was in a different state so uh, on Sundays, I was in the airport. I was on my way to the next location for this job. It was an event sales job. And, um, you know, I started finding myself in this, you know, revolving type of track where I couldn't find myself getting to the gym. I, I found myself eating on the go. And, you know, slowly I started to see how that affects the person, uh, you know, as they're constantly on the go. Like, that's it, the hardest thing. So, um, I tried to develop this type of plan where on Sundays I was flying to my next location. Well, in the airport, I was looking at that next location and finding out which, where the closest gym was. That was the first thing I would do. So I'd find a gym. Sometimes I'd even call ahead and say, hey, do you take on um, you know, one-week passes or can I buy a one-week pass or do I have to pay individually for each day? And um, I would sometimes buy my pass before I got there already had the gym set up. That was the first thing I would knock out. As soon as I would get to that next location, the next thing was, was okay, how am I going to manage my meal planning? Um, because obviously, you know, I call it a tripod. You have your strength training and your, and your endurance exercise, you, and you have your, your meals. So those three things together, um, I call it a, a tripod. You can't have one without the other, right? One leg gets kicked out, everything falls apart. So um, I, I go to... And I, I hate to throw this out there, but I, I go to Walmart, okay? So uh, Walmart is in every town. It doesn't matter how small it is or how big that town is. I was finding a Walmart close to anywhere I was going. So um, I would I started doing this like Walmart diet, I called it. And I, would, I even had a couple other guys on my team doing it with me. And they were losing weight too. My, my boss, he actually lost like 30 pounds while he was, and he's like, man, I'm, I'm going to room with you. We're going to room together. He's like, we're going to eat. You know, I'm, you just 
put it together and, and I'll do it. So um, anyways, I got over to Walmart. Um, I bought the same stuff in every state I went to. And I know that gets repetitive, but I found this, um, uh, the steamers in the bag, okay? And I found uh, the you know tuna packets, and I found um, some you know frozen entrees that I can you know deal with um, as far as like calories go. The problem with that was is you find a lot of the preservatives and the sodiums and the stuff, and um, that actually we'll get back to that later. But that actually made me hit a wall with my weight loss at one point because um, I know I was doing everything else right. So um, I would go and I would buy you know these certain types of things on the road. And as long as I had a refrigerator, which I always requested in my in my room, because it's important, you got to be able to keep this stuff cold. Um, I'd put these little meals together. Um, my carry on started to turn into a supplement bag. Okay, I was carrying my protein with me. I was carrying, um, you know, my other vitamins and minerals and uh, potassiums and you know magnesiums and my multivitamins and all that stuff. And it, it became a routine that I got used to. Um, that they were going to go through every single, every single, one of every them. single yep. bottle, every single, make sure that it was what it, it was saying it was, but, and did, I guess a question there too, did you always leave it in like the original package? Like I know those big things of protein, I thought about putting them in smaller bags, but then a small bag with white stuff in it. You know I mean? I, I would probably raise some flags. So, yeah. So they kind of, they kind of are used to that. I guess some you know, I would get the, the smaller portions, the one pound containers of protein, um, and just for convenience. But what I would do is I would usually buy my larger size protein and just keep refilling it. And then, yeah, and that way I save space. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, I would carry my supplements with me. I would, I would go and make sure that I had enough food, uh, throughout the week. Um, and I would definitely get into the gym in the morning because, in a sales position, most people that are in sales positions, they know it's a it's an all day thing. I mean, you can't you hardly can get away from your desk, let alone go and you know be able to um, you know go to the gym, buy, buy healthier food. So you keep it with you, keep a little cooler. Um, you know, I'd have my tuna, I'd have my my protein powder, and another trick I learned to do while I was on the road was. I would buy a case of water when I got there. That would be part of my Walmart diet. And as I would be drinking 16-ounce bottles of water, I'd set them up in my hotel room, and I'd let them dry out. Then I would take a little funnel. I'd pour a one, you know, fourth-ounce portion of protein powder right into my bottle, put the lid back on it, as long as it was dry, you know. So uh, then I had this weight, almost weightless protein bottle. You fill it up to right where the indentation is, of the bottle perfect amount just enough to kind of get you know just any recipes you know you got to have a right the right ratio everybody says oh protein's nasty you know well you're not putting it together correctly because if you do it actually tastes pretty good now all the proteins nowadays micronized you know um, they're they they mix very well so that's a good tip so anybody listening if you are looking for a way to be able to take protein with you you know Yep, just dry out the water bottles. Dry and on, water honestly, bottles. anymore, you know, the hotels all have that free, you know, get two bottles of water free. Yeah, they I do. mean, so, I mean, even if you're getting in late that first day, you know, throw that water in your water bottle that you bring with you and just let it dry out. So that way that next morning when you wake up, you're ready to go. You could take that and have your protein 
ready to rock and roll. It's a good way to do it. Then you, there's no cleanup because that's another thing when you're on the go and you're on the road is like, you know, you can't wash pots and pans and stuff. So you got to make it work. So those bottles worked really well for me. Perfect. And then you told me before you would actually go and get eggs. I would. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get them from the store. Um, I would, another thing I found in a lot of states in the, across the, you know, the Midwest and even some of the Southern states, they all had Waffle House. Um, and if there was a Waffle House or an IHOP or something nearby where I can actually, um, call them and I would say, Hey, this might be a, a weird request, but would you possibly be able to boil me some hard boiled eggs? So, and they actually, they would do it for me. Um, because I, if anybody's tried to eat hard-boiled eggs from a hotel room, you know, that they're uh, coming from a big, giant five-gallon bucket that are almost like a pickled. Um, they're and not the best. <laughs> no. So, if you want good hard-boiled eggs, uh, you know, find a Waffle House or one of those small little breakfast joints and just see if they would boil you some eggs. So, I, w- I would do that. I would I would have those. Uh, they could be breakfast. They could be a snack in the middle of the day, a good protein snack. I would always carry my almonds, um, you know, just different stuff like that. And, and I made it work. So um, people who think that they can go on the road and it, they can't eat healthy or they can't work out or they don't have the time, just figure it out. Make the time. It's a mindset thing. I mean, you, if you, and that's what I've kind of proven over the last, you know, couple, it's only been eight or nine weeks that I've been focused on it, but is you can do it. You can find the healthy food. You can make the healthier choices. You can say no to one more glass of wine. Those are all, it's all mental stuff. So if you really want it bad enough, I found that you can push through it. You know, being on the road isn't that hard. If you put time, you have to dedicate that time back to yourself. You know, in, in this job, it's the same thing where we'll hit a city at 8 a.m. and we're not done until 9 p.m. Well, that means between 9 p.m. and 8 a.m. the next morning, that time is for me. So whatever I have to do to, maybe I have to get in a day early and I have to go grocery shopping first, like Las Vegas. I got there a day early. I went and did my grocery shopping. I got my fridge. I got all that done. So I, cause I was going to be there over a week. So I got there early because that was important to me. I had to make that time for myself. It would have been really easy just to say, oh, I guess I won't be eating healthy this week. City of sin, you know, but no, I'm, I'm on this. I worked hard for it and I'm dedicated to it. So I guess going, moving on. So what would be one thing? I mean, you've had, this has been chock full of awesome information. Uh, what would be one thing or a couple things that you would tell somebody, you know, that's going on the road? Let's say your friend or family member, they're going on the road for whatever job and they find themselves on the, on the road a ton. What are some tips or some tricks? And that could be with food or even, you know, exercise. What, what were the, what would some of those tips be? Well, I heard it one time before, and it actually came from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, You know, he said, uh, somebody had asked him, it was an interview, you know, how do you find time to work out after you're so busy? This is when he was, you know, governor out in California. And he says, well, I find the time before everybody wants to take the time away from me. And the only time is that is first thing in the morning. So I think he was working out at four in the morning. So that's one tip is, you know, Get up and just, even if you got to get up an extra 30 minutes to be able to get down, maybe just hit the treadmill or something, you know, before your day starts, I mean, it sets the tone for the rest of your day. So if you can get that out of the way, you can feel good about knowing that, hey, I was able to get up. I did that. You know, now I can carry on my day. Um, And it usually transfers into the eating. So if you get up and you actually worked out and you feel good about that workout and you go through your day, now you're, you're more likely to eat better because you don't want to ruin what you, all that hard work you did in the morning. So 
that would be the biggest tip is start your day off right. Um, force yourself to get up no matter how many times you feel like you want to hit that snooze button and just just get up and just go do it because you're going to feel better later on in the day because you did and you actually have more energy. So it's not taking energy away. People think it takes energy away if you get up and you put this, this output of energy into your workout before your day starts. But actually what it does is it carries on that uh, effect of your body, you know, just kicking more calories and, and it's just running more efficiently. So like it's a good tip to be able to just get up and get it out of the way. Um, you know, next would be is you know, make it a point to, to eat healthier. There's going to be stuff that comes up all the time. There's always a reason to eat unhealthy, whether it's a sporting event or, you know, after work with a couple of colleagues, you know, um, you know, that also probably includes alcohol for a lot of people. But, um, you know, that's one thing that will stop your body from being able to metabolize properly and be able to burn fat efficiently. So maybe, you know, just have the club soda and, and cut the vodka out or whatever it is that you're you're. And drinking. that's what I was doing. I was doing seltzer water with like a lime in it, so it looked like I had a nice mixed drink. It still tastes good, right? And I'm still and I'm not waking up with a hangover the next morning, which is amazing. And again, I, then I can make it to the gym, and it's that kind of, um, it's a snowball effect. You know, it just keeps keeps on track, but you see, then you start seeing that add up over time. Yeah, building good habits. Yep. You're, you've been building good habits. I mean, and it shows, right? I mean, since the last time I seen you in person, how much weight have you cut? Oh, probably 30 pounds. And how many times have you been on the road since I seen you? The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> yep. So it's possible. You know, it's not impossible. Um, it's not easy. No. And it's a little gosh, difficult. No. Yep. But you can do it. Yeah. You know, if it's something you want. And I almost feel like I've gotten to the point now where I actually do a little bit better on the road because of what you said. You're eating, you're buying the same thing every, you know, whenever you go out of town, you have a tread, you wake up and you have a treadmill every morning. So you don't have to go to the gym. You know, you have the breakfast that, you know, there's at least eggs there that are already cooked. So you can actually sleep in a little more because breakfast is already made. So I'm actually to the point now where I do better on the road. It's when I'm home and I have to drive 45 minutes to the gym. I have to go buy my groceries and I'm not going to Walmart. I'm going to our local, you know, our local one. So I'm actually to the point now where it's better for me on the road because of, you know, just over time. That's so interesting. yeah, it's the opposite effect now because all those things I now depend on. So all those things now become, they became more convenient for you versus... Yeah, you know, so I would actually argue the point that it's easier to lose, after you do it for a while, it's easier to lose weight on the road because there's so many things that are built into just even hotels and hotel rooms. And when you're on the road, your schedule, you know, in my case, I work with retail stores. So those retail stores, a lot of times, if I'm just doing regular visits, they're not open till 10 o'clock at night. So my days are over at six or seven at the latest if I'm just doing visits. Now, if we have special events, that's different. So I have that time from five o'clock now on, and then they don't open till 10. So I have that time in the morning too. So at night I can do stuff like this. And then in the morning I can get my workout in. So for me, I would argue it's even easier to lose weight on the road. If you find yourself in a disciplined mindset. You have to be disciplined. You have to be focused. You have to really want it. And I know that sounds cliche, but you have to want it more than the easy. You just can't take the easy way out. That's really what it comes down to. Exactly. And another thing would be is you're going to go on dinners. I mean, you, I mean, that's one thing when you're on the road and especially it becomes a team thing if you have that type of setting. Um, and people are like, you know, 
don't be one. Don't be embarrassed that you're eating healthier because somebody's actually going to look at you. And even if they make a snarky comment, it's really like, oh man, you know, I wish I was doing that. I wish I was that dedicated. Or they might even make a comment like, man, you're you're dedicated. That's awesome. You know, that's so true. It happens, right? Yep. Because it and was then happening. And inspire to me. others too. Right. Like the next day, I noticed when I was just on this trip, a guy that ordered something super healthy. The next day, he's like, um, yeah, I'll go with the salmon and the salad. There you <laughs> like, go. And a restaurant is designed to cook food. So just because it's written one way on the menu, that doesn't mean that you have to have it that way. And don't feel embarrassed if you ask them to steam your vegetables instead of having them soaked in butter or ask them if they can do that if they don't have all of their sides already pre-prepped. Um, same thing with the, the different meats. You know, If they have chicken on the menu, and this, this is a, you know, it's a real restaurant, we're not going to you know, some Olive Garden or something, um, they actually will have meat they can prep for you. So just, you know, seasoned grilled chicken. Um, please don't add any oil to it. Please don't add any butter to it. It's that easy. And they're usually like, yeah, sure, we can do that. It's easier for us to cook that than it is to cook half of the, the entrees are cooking for you. So, you know, you can get steamed vegetables, you can get proteins. And then if you do a salad, okay, don't ruin that salad by throwing some creamy dressing on it. Because I mean, salad can be a great thing, and it actually can be healthy, but most people turn it into something that's not healthy. You know, they add probably um, some, you know, over-salted, like, low-grade type of, you know, bacon on it. I mean, you know, and I said it that way because there are different, you know, you can have bacon sometimes, sure. you know, if, if you have a... Moderation, a, a, sure. Moderation, right? Um, add bacon to it, then they add cheese to it, then they, you know, they go add croutons to it. Now we've already put bread, you know, and, and simple carbohydrates into it, and then ranch dressing, and, um, you know, the chicken was probably cooked in an oil or, or, or saturated in something before it was cooked. So just... Break the salad down. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to have a salad and feel good about that salad. I'm going to have this salad. It's going to have, can I have a piece of, you know, grilled chicken with that oil or butter added to it? Just season it and throw it on the salad for me. And, um, you know, there's different ways you can season stuff at the restaurant without using those bad types of dressing, right? I mean, olive oil. Okay, you can have olive oil. You know, mix it yourself. Make your own ratio of vinegar to olive oil so it's not like overly done with a ton of fat oil vinegar fresh squeezed lemon throw some black pepper on it you there's a dressing right there so you can you can make it work um especially when you're going out to dinner with your work colleagues excellent well i really appreciate your time today there was i felt like there was a ton of knowledge and I, we, we talk all the time so and for me even just during this podcast just to pick up even more i can't thank you enough for making the time for you know sharing this with our audience we got a lot of awesome tips thank you so much and people can find you where's the best place for people to find you um you can find me at trainwithfp.com um you can reach out to me from there um the best way really is to either you know, give me a call um i'm not afraid to give my phone number it's out 614-634-3328 and that's what i'm here for so you know anybody who has even any questions as far as like you know if they are on the road traveling whatever um give me a call i don't care i'll help you out over the phone excellent deal. and we will share the uh his contact information in the show notes thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate it if you if you got something out of this episode do us a favor and leave a message in the comments below or even better on itunes we would love a good rating uh, good or bad tell us what you got out of this episode we would absolutely appreciate that thank you guys and have a good week
This has been episode 11 of Fit for the Road, recorded on March 11th, 2019, and published on March 24th, 2019. For show notes, visit fitfortheroad.co. Also, special thanks to Ryan of Painless Audio for the production assistance of today's episode. Thank you. Thank you.